Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and in manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. For anybody. Can second can, can wife say no to Osba because she knows she's a contraception. It will not lead to pregnancy. So, why do we have sex? Because we don't want children. That question is, why people don't want to have children? You know, people should have children. Why are the, because the people have to make family and raise children and, you know, that what the whole purpose of the history, that, you know, continue, nation should continue, you know. But it's not contraception. Hmm. If she didn't kill. Why? Why? Is she, but this, this, this is wrong. This should not, that, that's wrong. That's not allowed. Why should, no, she must, she should not use anything like that. This is never allowed in Islam. Islam never allows like that. Eh? Islam, you know, there's one thing allowed, even that is like that. That's what you call azil. Azil basically means when people have a relation and before coming out, they come, you know, they take out to, you know, they, you know, the women did not become pregnant, but that nobody controls. But to use those things to be guaranteed not to be, you know, pregnant, not to have children, that's not allowed. Ulama never, never allowed, allowed something like that. Never have been allowed in Islam. The whole purpose of marriage is for, to have children. And to don't do the purpose, like for eating food, but not for energy. For what purpose? You know, don't get any energy. You know, having, having marriage, but not to have children. This, then Allah SWT would not, not, not have made it to this thing. It had made it made for that purpose. So people are not allowed to do something. If people have belief that if I have more children, you know, who's going to feed them, it becomes like shirk. Allah is going to feed them. You know, Quran says Allah, you know, gives food you and, 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 and the people, you know, who are your children. People are not allowed to do something like that. Make your family bigger. He will, you know, now you have got two pharmacies. You have more children, you have more pharmacies. Don't, you don't know. You know, wealth, money comes from Allah SWT. He sends really. When you get more children, he, sends more, he makes more money for you. More income comes. Check. Check. There's quite a few examples where the, the prophets tried to give the leaders, the rulers, so they were under advice softly, but then when the people didn't listen, they, they left the community, as long as they left with the people. You know, you got examples in Musa Islam where you brought Bani Israel out, out, of, out, of, uh, out of the community, and Ibrahim Islam left the community. So is it then the advice of Muslims, if they are not able to talk to their rulers and change them softly, that the Muslims should then leave the, the, the communities where they are, for example, you know, the countries, let's say like Syria, should, should move to somewhere else more comfortable, rather than rebel or fight to try and, let's say, share power or anything You know, the thing basically is, if people do properly as Allah wants them to do, Allah will help them. Then you will make Allah to fight those people. 
But if we are not doing properly, understand this thing, you are allowed to leave the rulers after you have conveyed the message properly. If you leave the rulers for wrong reason, it is not accepted. For example, Musa, he also left Piran first time. But why? Because he killed somebody, so now his fear is he will be killed. Allah did not accept it. Allah said, no, go back to Firaun. That hijrah was not accepted. That hijrah was for wrong purpose because he left Firaun for wrong reason. See, Yunus al-Islam, Yunus al-Islam, he left his people because he thinking maybe punishment does not come. He left people before Allah commanded him. So that's why he, after Allah Swata commands him, go back. If hijrah is done before the time, that hijrah is wrong. It must be actually recorrected. People must abandon the hijrah and come back to their own people. If you come to the rulers, do things properly as Allah commands, he will guide you when you do hijrah. But doing hijrah because you, know, you don't feel easy and don't have enough space for yourself, it is not allowed really. We don't do this properly. You know, actually, no, we Muslims, we never convey the message to any ruler properly. Leave the rulers to our neighbors as well. We never convey the message. We just want basically enjoyment of the life. You know, the reason when people actually rebel, you know, we have a, a, a Arab Spring, is not that you convey the message, did not listen really. You know, they never have been effort really. That's only argument I have been looking actually, people have making, oh, you have ruled 30 years, enough. Now leave to other people. This is not the argument. Quran never makes argument like that. Musa never said to Firaun, you have ruled enough, now leave to other people. This is not the argument. First explain, no, you remain ruler, you rule, we don't mind that. But listen to us, take the message, change of your thinking. So anyway, hijrah will come, but hijrah should be done on the right time. If people do hijrah before the right time, that hijrah must be cancelled and people must come back. As Musa was commanded to come back to Firaun, and Yunus was commanded to come back to his people, because he did, they did hijrah before the time. I'm trying to say actually the function of the marriage is to have family. That's the main purpose. That's actually why marriage has been made really. Relation has been made only for one purpose, to, have, to raise children and for, for, uh, to have family. For that purpose, also Allah SWT put the desire. And if the desire is not actually uh, you know, controlled in the right way, it also can you know, make people to fall in the haram. No doubt about that really. You know, that, that, but that, that itself is not a purpose. But the, it needs to be controlled. So for example, People eat, why? Because, you know, they, you know, they have to have energy. But if the people don't have enough means, right means to eat, they will steal and they will go here and there. So we'll ask people, no, earn the money. And if some people think that, you know, if I don't have, you know, don't eat biryani, so maybe I go and eat other people's biryani. Okay, then, then make biryani. So that we allow. So if some people think really that, you know, if they don't have relation with their wives and things like that, it will happen, yeah, don't get married. But, you know, don't, but I'm trying to say, don't take away the function for the marriage. You are allowed to enjoy. We don't say enjoyment is haram, but enjoyment actually is not the function. Don't take away the function. It's not allowed that you marry to enjoy, not to have children. That's not allowed. What about if she cannot have children? 
Yeah, that's fine because you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made the world for that people. Some people can eat and that does not give energy. You know, it could be that happened. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made the world actually in the way it, it, it does not follow uh, any rule comprehensively. It all the time some somewhere exceptions are there. Always made. Ibrahim Islam had wife for 90 years, no children. You know, still eh, they are making effort. And you know, when Allah the angels come and give good tidings, he could not believe that. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you know, this will happen. No doubt about that. But people should not forget the function. Marriage actually for a function. If people take out the function for the marriage, then it is just enjoyment. It is not allowed. But if you fulfill the function and enjoy it well, no harm. You know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made the world like that. He wants to, to, the enjoyment for that purpose. So we are not saying enjoyment itself is wrong, but enjoyment should be connected with the function. You know, think properly because really, you know, if you people understand this properly, many problems will go away. Many people eat because they love to eat. We don't want this happen to them. People don't should not eat because they love to eat. People should eat because they need to eat. They should not eat because they love to eat. Loving it, to love eat, eating, that's not a good sign. It will always going to harm people. People should eat because they need to eat. People should actually have a relation with because they need because they have. But if they you know they, they get enjoyment as well, we don't mind it. But that's not the main thing, main purpose. You know, other way, why is it halal or haram? Then it should be any, if it is enjoyment, why you need marriage anyway? Why people need marriage? Then, you know, people do it, fulfill the, the, the enjoyment anyway. Like people enjoy to see at the sun and moon and the sea and the grass and the roses. Do you marry rose? No. You can enjoy the roses without marriage. If the purpose is just enjoyment, you don't need to any marriage. You know, the, the purpose actually is the family. We do not need to have genealogy. We need to have responsibility. If you have children without knowing the father or without her responsibility, how will it happen? Human generation cannot continue. So that's the main point. Not a real enjoyment. Had the purpose been anywhere enjoyment, or at least one purpose enjoyment, then Allah should have allowed, okay, if you want just enjoyment, you don't need to marry. If you want to have family, then marry, because we want to know the father and this responsibility. No, the purpose is not enjoyment. Enjoyment is only to trap you, to help you to marry, to make you to marry, basically. You know, it is not only I'm saying really. I, I, though I have been saying this for a long time, but I was very happy that last week I was reading Badaw Sanaye in one of the Hanafi. And actually, I found the author said the same thing. He says the same thing that the marriage basically is not to enjoy enjoyment. Marriage is for, to have, to have children, it is for a need to raise children. That's not purpose is not to enjoy. And he makes very, very, very clear distinction. So I was happy that, you know, it is the same thing people always have been saying then. It's not something, something new that I'm saying. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم <تصفيق> اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يوم ترجف الرادفه فتبعوها الرادفه <تصفيق> so as i mentioned in the morning so this surah starts with something striking the people can think properly because sometimes you know, if you start something very nice and very easily the people don't think so sometimes people need something like you know strong to make people to think. That's why Allah SWT mentioned in this Qasam, the very powerful Qasam, an oath in the Quran. Uh, but Quran does not mention here, you know, what is the purpose of the Qasam? You know, in Arabic language, we have two words to say, Qasam and Muqsam Alay. Qasam means when you take oath, and Muqsam Alay means, you know, things for which that oath has been taken. So for example, you can say like, you say, by Allah, I will, I must make effort. By Allah, I must make, I must pass exam. So by Allah is qasam, and I must do this or something like that. That's muqsam alay. So now the question is when the Quran has all this oath in about the winds, the winds which come so strongly and this and that, 
So what? Then, then what is after that? Quran did not mention that. In some surahs, Quran has mentioned, but in this one, Quran does not mention what is the muqsamal, what is the purpose of the qasam is, how the qasam is connected here. You know, by, by, by the winds, you know, which uh, come very strongly, by the winds, the, the wind which, uh, you know, the, uh, blow gently, and by the um, uh, clouds, uh, uh, and, uh, 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 and all the details about the cloud, then what? Quran does not mention that. So there are two opinions. Some people say, after these qasam, one zi'ati gharqa, one nashtati nashta, then the word is ay la tuba'athunna. La tuba'athunna. Yani by, you know, if you look at the winds and clouds and all those things. So Allah SWT is saying that, you know, these things, they make witness that you must be raised in the day of judgment. La tuba'athunna. That is the opinion of Farra, one of the great experts of the Arabic grammar. Some people say kasai, another people say, what after that, innama tu'aduna la sadiq. What you have been promised, it is true. So no doubt actually the thing the Quran wants to make very clear. If luckily how Allah SWT made the arrangement of everything, how the winds come and how the clouds actually are moved and how they distribute the provision of the people and how they bring something good for the people and sometimes they become harmful to the people. If you look at them properly and how they are controlled by Allah SWT, it becomes very clear that there must be a day when people are raised, resurrected and there must be judgment among them. So that day will come. In the that day will come. So now the Quran wants to prove that day. You see, the way of the Quranic proof, proof is just to emphasize something. Because when Allah SWT says something, it must happen. But also the way is, if you look at how he controls the world, you know, it will make very clear that you know, you know, it will happen. Because it is impossible for him that you know, he makes winds and clouds and all those things you know, for an order. And then human beings are created for no order, no purpose. They are, they are created here, they do whatever they like, and then after that, they don't serve any purpose. The winds have a purpose, the clouds have a purpose, they come under a strong planning, under a strong planning for Allah Taala. but the human beings, they have no planning. There is no plan behind them, there is no reason for them. They are born and they die and you know, nothing will happen. So you know, look properly, you will see that it will happen. And so the Quran, that's why the Quran says, you must resurrect it. The day of judgment must happen. The day will come when you're going to be questioned. It is not that you enjoy the life and you do whatever like. The day will come when a question will come and you'll be asked that, you know, how did you spend your time? So that the Quran is saying. And then Quran is saying, يَوْمَ تَرْجُفُ الرَّاجِفَ So the way our Quran has mentioned in more than one surah, in more than one place, and also the hadith, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would like to destroy the whole world, so there will be, the trumpet will be blown twice. Once, every single thing will be destroyed. All the universe will be destroyed. The sun, the moon, the stars, and the earth, and the people, every single thing will be destroyed. And then after that second time, it will be blown when the people will come alive again. They will be born like they will be created alive again. So that will happen. First will be destruction, then there will be new life for the people. So sometime Quran puts both of them together. Uh, so here Quran is saying, Yawma tarjufur rajifa. So when this thing happens, when trumpet will be blown, it will be shakening. It really, everything will be, you know, basically destroyed. You know, it is really such a shakening, people never have imagined. People know earthquake, but it is actually million times stronger than any earthquake. This thing actually, earthquakes only have, you know, impact on a certain part of the world. But this one will going to destroy the whole universe. The sun, the moon, and the stars, every single thing will be destroyed. You know, it will be a very, very powerful thing. So million, million times more than this. 
So Quran says, Yawma tarjufu rajifa When the shakening, you know, will shaken everything. You know, the day, you know, when this will happen, tatba'uha radifa it will be followed by the next one. So one shakening will happen, and then after that, the second one. So the whole universe will be destroyed, and, you know, then the people will raise again. When this will happen, it is not easy. It's really not easy. You know, imagine, for example, if any problem happens in any city, any earthquake comes, or for example, in any killing happens, like, you know, happening like uh, in Syria, for example, that so many people are killed, when something like that happens. How the hearts of the people are? People are so frightened, so scared, the children, the women, and the men, everybody is so scared. You cannot imagine how, how, how fear is there. Quran is saying, when this will happen, قُلُوبٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ wajifa. Some hearts that day will be full of the fear. You know, they're really shivering out of the fear. So wajifa, wajifa basically means when the fear is very, very strong. You know, the, the ulama say, it means خَائِفَةٌ مِنْ عَظِيمِ الْهَوْرِ النَّازِلِ so the fear is very, very strong for the, you know, the, the frightening thing that has happened. So قُلُوبٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ وَاجِفَ Some hearts, they will be very, very frightened. Quran does not say all the hearts, some hearts. So, you know, the reason for that, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no doubt really, the people who have died as believers, the people who died as a pure life, the people who did not believe that this world is their purpose of the life, they, those who did not believe in the enjoyment of the life, they think really they have been created here to serve their Lord, to please him, so they are different. But most of the people, their hearts will be full of the fear. fear. You know, that really, this is something really not easy to understand. It is really, it is, it is the real fear. I tell you, if, any fear, if you can imagine any fear in the world, this fear is a million, million times you know, worse than any fear. People don't know what fear means. You know, in this world, whenever you have fear, you know, what will happen at the end day, maybe you can die. But this, this fear is not going to make you only die. This fear actually, you know, death, then you are raised again, then question, the suffering so much. You know, it is not going to end so easily. This, this fear actually is the real fear. You know, some hearts, you know, they will be full of the fear that day. And the eyes of these hearts, so ha means at these hearts. The eyes of the people who have these hearts, their eyes will be, you know, downcast. They, you know, just lowering their eye. They can't see properly. There is so much fear. They don't want to see. You know, just imagine really if all the universe have been you know, disordered, you know, everything is scattered, and now do you want to see? People will just lower, lower their eyesight. They can't see properly. Hearts are full of fear, and the people's eyes, they just look, you know, down. They don't want to see things. So, so much frightening. Imagine really if you see anything frightening, something happens. Do you want to see it again? That's that how the whole universe be. It really completely changed. This is the real fear. People, if people have to have any fear, they should have fear of that day. That, you know, the hearts will be full of the fear that the Quran is saying. But, you know, not every heart. That Quran has made, uh, you know, very clear in some other verses, like in Surah Al-Anbiya, the verse number 103, Quran said about certain people, the good believers, the followers of the Prophet, the Messenger, لا يحزنهم الفزع الأكبر. When this big frightening day will happen, there are some people, they will have no fear. Those people, they will be received by the angels. That is the day you have been promised. So there will be some, some hearts, they are safe. Like the hearts of the prophets and messengers, the hearts of their followers, they will be safe. But most people, their hearts will be full of the fear, you know, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of You know, just think really, how fearful will be something 
which Allah Himself said to be fearful. You know, if Allah is frightening you of something, imagine how, how He is the maker. He is the one who made all those things. If Allah says something is so frightening or so scary, imagine how much it will be, what will happen there. You know, if people have that thing really, do you really think that you can enjoy this life? People can't sleep. If people know this is what is going to happen to them, people can't sleep. You know what, what are the difference between the prophet and the messenger, between us actually is only one difference. The difference is that those people, they know things in the time. They know what, they know the things, they can see the things on the right time. We people see when the time has passed. You see the difference between Musa and Firaun? Musa believed from the very beginning. But Firaun did the same when, when he was dying. Then he said, I Musa Harun. I believe in the Lord of Musa and Harun. Not going to, to benefit him. It is not that you know that, that day is so scary, only prophet messenger can know. Everybody will see. But when the time is too late, when that frightening day will happen, everybody can see. But that time, nothing is going to help, help people. Only thing can help people if they believe from now. So most of the time, when the Quran mentions any reality, so very often for the people it is very difficult to imagine. Why? The reason basically is because they don't think uh, 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 things with proper eyes. Because the love of this dunya is so much, so they cannot see the thing properly. But when it will happen, for example, imagine, is somebody dying? Are they going really to enjoy the, the life? For example, if I get a cancer, and doctors say to me that after 10 hours or something, that you are going to die. Do you think I'm going to get a new wife to marry? Do you think I'll ask people to make biryani for me to eat food? Do you think like that? Do you think I'm going to enjoy anywhere? No. I will die before the death. I will die before the death. That actually how things are. You know, whether you die after nine days or you die after 60, 70 days, it is the same thing really, if people know. 70, 60 days does not mean that you are not going to die. You're going to die. But the reason is we don't believe in that. We believe only when we can see it. But it's too late. So, you know, when, when I say that people know, the Quran makes very clear that this world is not made for enjoyment, so people don't get it. Because people think really, they don't understand it is testing. Allah wants to test you. Had it meant for enjoyment, then he would have made the whole world to fulfill the desire. It does not fulfill the desire. If actually everybody's desire is fulfilled, it's not enough for us. You know, if people are given what they desire, this universe is not enough. You can see very clearly that this is not meant for, for, to fulfill the desire. This world only has been made for one purpose to test the people. That you see the de enjoy, desire, but at the same time you have to control your desire. You have to follow the command of Allah Taala. So you know, that's why he made such, such you know, a strong ending. It will come really, it will shake everything. The whole universe will be like you know, Abdul Aziz Marwan, the Umayyad governor of, of, of uh, Misr. He was very, very rich man. And when he was dying, his slaves came to him and said to him that you know, we have come back from this uh, trade business for you. And we've got so much profits, huge profits. So he said, you know, whatever money you have brought, you know, thousands of, you know, uh, hundred thousands of, of, of dinar and dirham, to me, though the money and the dung of the animal, both are the same. It is same when you're dying, but when you are alive, it's not the same. Now you're dying, to see, it, is, it, is, it is same thing. So when the ulama said to the people that, you know, money which you leave behind, it is like a dung. So people don't believe in this thing. But the people, when they die, they will see that. Everybody, when they die, really, what if they have left behind to them those things and the dung of the animal, they don't have no di any difference. But the people who see with the real eye, they know this in advance. The Quran wants people to see before the time comes. You see in advance, you can correct yourself. 
But when you see after the time has passed, you can't correct yourself. Where Pharaoh is drowning in the water, then he sees useless. If he had seen when the Musa wanted to, to him to see, he would have actually benefited. But he did not see when Musa showed him. He, it was too late for him. So now the Quran is saying, Yawma tarjufu rajifa, rajifa, The hearts will be in fright and so much scary in the, in, in, and khashia, and the eyes will be down. People can't look properly. It's humiliated, humble, in all the arrogance is gone. In this world, they, say, they think they're the master, they can do whatever they like. Everything gone, all the arrogance is gone, no, no helpers. يقولون أئنا لمردودون في الحافرة. In Arabic language, you know, in Arabic language, when you say حافرة, you know, the people are say, when you say رجع فلان على حافرته, رجع فلان على حافرته, it means إذا رجع من حيث جاء. If somebody goes back where he came from, you say رجع على حافرته. You know, if somebody goes back exactly same way where he came back. Came from this Raja ala hafiratihi. The Quran said these people, they say, Inna Are we going to be returned to the life, to the same life? To who people? These people of Quraysh, those who deny the day of judgment, you know, they make mockery. They say, Is it going to happen that after, after death we are going to be made alive? They say, or they keep saying, are we going, is it going to happen that we are going to make return back to the life again? They don't believe in that. You know, how, how can it happen that when we die, we are going to uh, you know, raise again and then say, when we become, you know, when we have turned into you know, decayed bones, you know, they just, Azam is born, and Nakhira is the bones which have become empty, nothing is there, the weak. So Azam and Nakhira, when we have turned into decayed bones, uh, that we go to return back. They say, if this happens, indeed it will be uh, you know, a losing return. Karra means in Arabic language, when you uh, return the same place. Like for example, when the army, the two armies are fighting, both are fighting, and one of them just return back a little bit because they want to have, you know, use a new tactic. So that's karra. Karra basically means you return back thinking how to come back again. So that's karra. Karra is always uh, to return back. So these people say, if this happens, it will losing, loss. Because they think there will be a judgment. So, you know, this uh, Quran is putting that how these people say. But in the Quran, you know, one thing actually you can find, uh, very often Quran use pronoun when there is no noun mentioned. So you can see here, kalu, kalu, tilka, then, uh, you know, Quran says first, yaquluna, they say, and then Quran says kalu, they said. Who say Quran not, has not mentioned? Because this thing is understood. So very often when Quran refers to the unbelievers, to the mushrikeen, to the kuffar, and people around like them, Quran does not mention them, them by name. But this Quran mentions them by pronoun. Yaquluna desi. And then the Quran says here, Qalu. So one, once Quran has said in the present tense, and the second time Quran says same thing, but in the past tense. You know, Qalu means they said, and Yaquluna means they say. What the difference is? Difference is the first one is all the time. Because they make mockery, so all the time they keep saying the same thing. Whenever the Prophet mentioned the day of judgment, they keep saying the same thing. But Kalu is not, uh, you know, all the time they say, you know, you know once or sometimes they said, uh, if this happens, uh, then it is, you know, losing return. They're going to lose. 
So Yaquluna, they say, are we going to return back in the life? When we become decayed bones, you know, the, just bones, nothing is there. They say, you know, if, if we're going to return back, you know, it's an, you know, losing, loss. Quran is not going to you know, prove that you're going to return back or not. Quranic way is not like that. Quranic way actually always, if you look properly, Quran always makes, you know, and also the Sunnah of the Prophet very clearly, you know, because Allah knows, the one who knows if he makes every statement properly and clear, that is more than the argument. You don't need any argument for everything. You know, for example, if a teacher teach properly and clearly, he does not need for every single statement to bring the proof. You know, his, you know, the clarity at the center itself is proof. So similarly, the creator, if Allah says something, and you can see that in the sentences are so clear and they're so powerful, they don't need argument. It, it's coming with clarity. It's coming from that source. Itself is an argument. So Allah does not make effort you know, to, to prove. You know, just, you know, he, he just mentioned that how these people think. So they think really it will be Allah says, why you think it cannot happen? You know, it is not a big thing for us. You know, to make all of you alive, nothing really. Just one shouting, one sound, you know, one time the trump, you know, trump is blown, all of you are there. It is not that we are going to make a big effort to, to, to make you alive. Nothing like that. We created you first time, we'll make you die again, and then after that we'll raise all the people again at the same time. It's not going to take a big effort. So Quran says, فَإِنَّمَا هِيَ زَجْرَةٌ وَاحِدًا but all that it will take is just a single blast. Single, zajratun. You know, just single blast will happen. That's all. Not, not more than that. Just one single. One thing, one shouting, one big noise. One sound will come and then all the people are there. Faida hum sahara. And sahara means in Arabic language, you know, uh, the plain uh, uh, earth, uh, you know, where the people can uh, come together, you know, any, any, any surface or any land. Oh, any earth, that means uh, uh, Sahara. Why it is called Sahara actually is because, you know, it also can Sahara, 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 Sahara in Arabic language means to wake up, to remain uh, awakened. Uh, so because, you know, when the people, you know, are raised, you know, resurrected there, you know, in, out of the fear, they can't sleep. So Quran, Quran calls it a Sahara. So these people, they will be, you know, put together, collect, you know, gather in a land, where they have no time to sleep or rest, all worrying, concern, fear, running, and you know, doing, you know, what to do, not doing anything. Faidahum bisahira. Now let's think of what Quran is saying. Fainnamahiya zajratu wahida. One single blast, just one, one single. Faidahum bisahira, and then all the people they are in the field, in the land. You know the way in Arabic language, eda actually we say this eda in Arabic language, eda al fujaiya. Eda al fujaiya basically means when things happen without you don't expect that, and there's no nothing to tell you it is going to happen. So you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will just command you know command the angel and he will blow uh, the trumpet, and then all the people suddenly they are there. It is not that you know to make raise you to make you alive. It will take stages. That you know, for uh, for you know, one one year people will be like that, and then after bones and this and that, nothing like that. Just one one blow, and then everybody is there, alive with full life. Just imagine really how powerful Allah Subhanahu system is. That people have been mixed with with the earth, their bones, their flesh, their hearts, their mind, their heaven, everything actually just you know in the earth in the grave. If you see in the graves, you don't find anything, and just one sound, 
will make all the parts of the body which have been mixed, mingled with, with the earth, they, they are assembled again. Just think really, to assemble something it takes time for the people. If you get the, you know, the parts of the chair and you have to assemble them, it still takes time. But assembling something which actually don't see any part. The human being, all the parts are, you don't see, they, they are not obvious. They are not there, though they are there, but you can't see them. And just one command comes and all the people are there, standing. And the Quran says some, you know, in some verse of the, uh, of the Quran has come about the same thing. Quran says, Second time, the trumpet will be blown and then all the people are standing and looking, staring at each other. Everybody, full, full people, all the eye, everything will be there. Just people, pe pe people are there. Really uh, amazing thing is, you know, the whole system of Allah and actually even our, our creation, how Allah has made us. And if you look, people look properly, you know, how amazing the whole thing is. You know, the one who made this, to him, to do anything as quickly as possible, nothing, you know, you know nothing impossible. It's so easy for him. So Allah says, these people, they're making all those things, that how it could happen. They don't know how easy for us. Because one reason why people deny the day of judgment is because to them it is so, so difficult. That when the people become bones and you know and they become part of the earth, how they going to raise again? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, you know, it could be impossible for you, but not for us. For us, one command, one shouting, one voice, one you know, one time trumpet blown, and all the people are there. It is so easy. So why do you think it is difficult? Why do you think it cannot happen? Just you know, just think really when it will happen. You know, there no no rule for anybody. At this moment, you know, people can think really that you know I belong to this nation and these people. And you know my country and my army and my people they can help me when people are raised from the, from the death there's no country there's no order there's no army no soul nobody to help you finish people need the day of judgment in this world people can deceive people can make stories people can justify their actions they do whatever they like they hide the truth people do all those things you can see really or keep happening really there are so many people are oppressed there are so many people are king, killed wrongly there are so many women they have been wronged there are so many men who have been put in the prison there are so many people whose properties have been taken away there's so much injustice happening in this world and people keep making stories and keep justifying themselves but the day will come when Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala raise all those people and all the system and the order and the army which have been supporting them nothing is there people will come to their lord really without any helper without just looking helpless people even their own body cannot help them. Allah SWT has given the people ability in this world to hide the truth, to lie. The power of lying will be taken away from the people. The power that can make you to hide the truth will be taken away to you, from you. In this world, people can lie. In that world, you can't lie. You have to say truth. You know, imagine really how Allah SWT made this world. You know, he, he created us and he gave us power to say truth and also to lie. Uh, same it will, what will happen when he may raise again then he, we cannot have power to lie in this world you do a crime you can acknowledge that and you also can hide but the time will come when that power of hiding them will be taken away from people you know when the Allah will ask the skins of the people and you know their bodies to witness the witness against the people and people will say to, to their own skins how do you witness against us they will say well, Allah has made us to to speak, who make everything to speak. That is going to happen. Understand really the how much people are under the control of Allah SWT. In this world, people think really that we have got the power. It is very superficial, that for a very short period, justice will happen. The day of judgment must come, because otherwise we will never will know truth. 
and then people will really know that people who have been making up the stories, you know, how wrong they have been. So the Quran said that that will happen, and then all the people are there. And no government, no rule, no power, no army, no police, no helpers, nothing is there. It's all the people helpless in front of their Lord. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.